Welcome to Meldon Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Meldon, founder of Meldon Law and also the uh, host for our Meldon Law and Friends podcast. And uh, we have great uh, guests uh, again this week. We're looking forward to uh, uh, making sure you uh, learn all about the uh, different things going on in our community. I want to make a couple quick announcements. We have a Father's Day giveaway, um, a $250 gift card to Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, and Steve Spurrier will sign a visor personally to Dad. So that's a heck of a package. Uh, you get to take Dad um, out to Spurrier's, on Father's Day and get uh, Steve Spurry to sign a uh, visor. So uh, anyhow, we're very excited about that. What you do is you go to Meldon Law Facebook page and enter the contest. It's uh, Just scroll down until you see the Father's Day giveaway, and um, it's there. It's free. Everybody can enter, uh, and we've had tons of really happy families win these contests. So uh, go for it. Next, uh, for those of you that don't know, the Gators are in the regionals for NCAA baseball, and we are hosting a regional here, and we have two tickets for each of the games. There there may be as many as five or six games. The Gators hopefully will be playing in at least three uh, or four if they'll need that many to win. And uh, it's great. It starts this Friday and goes Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday if necessary. Uh, again, go to Meldon Law uh, Facebook page, and you will see the NCAA Baseball Regionals with the uh, Florida Gators. Uh, we're also following the uh, Lady Gators, they're, uh, but they're not in town, so we don't have any tickets for them. But uh, they're in the uh, NCAA tournament as well. So there's a lot going on. It's uh, school's over for uh, the school year, but now we're getting ready. We're in summer A, summer B, starting at the university. However, baseball and softball are still uh, competing, and it's uh, very cool. As a matter of fact, this past Sunday, the women's, softball game was on ESPN and the men's game uh, was on uh, ESPN 2 at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool when you have two Gator softball and baseball teams on uh, uh, ESPN uh, simultaneously. That was very, very cool. Okay. Um, we have a special guest for us, uh, Jason Wells is our guest, and uh, good afternoon, Jason. How Thank you. you. Yeah, I'm doing great. Appreciate you having me. It's an honor. Yeah, well, listen, um, I know you're doing some amazing things at the uh, Boys and Girls Club, and uh, uh, your title is Commissioner of the Northwest Boys and Girls Club in Alachua County, okay? Fairly new, right? When did you start this? So I actually started in January, yes, sir. So I, we got we got this ball rolling just after the Christmas season, and uh, and we're trying to we're trying to continue. It's rolling pretty hard through the summer now. Well, I'm excited. I know my son Kerry spent a lot of time uh, playing basketball out there, and it's just a it's a really neat facility. So tell us how you got you got to where. You took over uh, running this boys and girls club. So this, so my 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 past, the majority of my past has been uh, either in the ministry world, doing pastoral work or youth pastor work, church planning, that kind of stuff, and then also in the nonprofit realm as well. Uh, that's been the majority of my existence as a career, um, and so this opportunity <laughs> actually came up multiple times. Uh, it's kind of ironic. Uh, the, the whole story is a little bit long, but um, ultimately I turned 40. I know, I know that's surprising, right? I got, yeah, uh, but I turned 40, I guess it was about a year ago. And I had, we had made our way back to Florida. My wife and I are both from just outside Orlando. We had made our way back to Florida about seven years ago 
Um, when we got here, I started teaching school. I taught at Buholtz, taught up at Santa Fe, uh, coached football there for a little while. And really, um, my wife was – my wife – didn't think I made enough money, right? Like, that's just the way it went down, right? <laughs> At the end of the day, I came home, and she's like, listen, uh, we're broke, and you're not as happy as you could be. Fix one. And I said, okay, I could do that. And so um, I decided to step away from teaching, and the Lord blessed me with a phenomenal job in sales, actually. Uh, I actually was doing oil sales, so I became an oil man mm-hmm. and uh, have been doing that for about the last six years or so. And it's, it was a huge blessing, right? Financially, it was a blessing. I think I tripled my teacher's salary, like, in the first week. Uh, it also afforded me time with my kids, time with my football, so I didn't have to cut and sever the ties in terms of football coaching. So I was, I've still been able to coach as a, as a coach at Buholtz. I work about 20, I've been working, like, 25 hours a week and, uh, and, and you know, living the dream. And uh, so I turned 40 uh, last year, and there's some irony to this, right? I'm sitting on my couch in my home going, things are pretty good, man. Like, life is pretty good, right? I'm just nice house, nice cars. At that point in time, my wife still liked me, uh, <laughs> which eight years in is a pretty good deal. Uh, two beautiful kids, uh, Josiah's six, Gigi's four. Um, really, I was just literally sitting around basking and enjoying what God had prepared for me, right? And then the thought crossed my mind, <clears throat> as good as things are, 40 years from now, you know, when I'm 80 and I go strolling into heaven, if all I've done is just sell grease, I don't know how happy Jesus would be with me. And there was a a phrase that my dad hit me with a long time ago. He said, son, you're gifted. He said, and your gifts will make you money. But they weren't made to make you money. And that little phrase kind of resonated in that moment. And I said a little prayer, and I said, all right, Lord, yeah. Like, I need to be doing something that I feel like I'm moving the needle with. And for me personally, it's always been about young people. It's always been about mentoring. That's what coaching is about. Uh, that's what my youth pastoring ministry. I was the director for FCA at Mississippi State. Like, all, it's always been about raising up a next generation to 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 love Jesus and just to be better people, right? To be better husbands, to be better fathers, to be better communities, to be givers, uh, for them to be mentors themselves. Um, and so it was actually in that vein. Shortly after me and the Lord kind of had that uh, had that moment that it, for a third time the opportunity with the Boys and Girls Club came open. So Doug Johnson, who's a, a buddy of mine, reached out and, and said, hey, man, like, we need you. Like, we need somebody from the community that's trustworthy, that can handle this ship, and that, that will, you know, tap all the resource and all the potential that's there. And so I said, okay, let's go. And uh, so that was actually during football season last year, so toward the end uh, in November and uh, come December, kind of pursued it and started in the first of January. So. Well, let's talk about the facilities out there. Why, for those of you that have never been to the uh, Boys and Girls Club, uh, it's a very, um, it's really a great classic facility. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's out there? So the facilities, at least on the outside right now, are pretty phenomenal. Now, this uh, is what, Northwest 51st? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right so, right across from Buholtz. So it's ju- it's um, right just north of 23rd mm-hmm. uh, Boulevard. Yes, sir. And uh, just, yeah, just to the east of Buholtz. So for those of you listening that know where Buholtz High School is, um, yeah, you know uh, where uh, Jason is hanging out. So describe the facilities for us, Jason. So, uh, so as of some work that's been accomplished over the last couple of years, we've actually been able to clear a considerable mo- amount of our property. Actually, all of our property is cleared now, uh, and we've actually planted two brand-new football fields. Uh, they're the nice turf. It's the Bermuda. Uh, it's, it's good stuff. Uh, we're working on... Uh, Sky Frog actually takes care of them. I give them a shout out because they're doing a phenomenal job. Jason and and Nick and those guys over there help take care of us from the landscaping department. 
And uh, so we have three full football fields now. Um, so the opportunities to do all kinds of stuff are open. So actually, actually this summer, uh, University of Florida football and us have kind of joined partnership. We're actually hosting six clinics where the University of Florida football players will be coming down. They're running the clinic. So wow. the quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends, they're all coming this Saturday for a passing clinic. Uh, you're not listening to me. You're not listening to the old guys. You're going to get the good stuff from Ant and Trent and all those type of guys. Uh, and the beauty is all of the proceeds are going back to the players. So the Boys and Girls Club is not making any money off of it. We're actually doing it as a platform and an opportunity for our UF athletes to invest in our Boys and Girls Club local middle school, high school football players. And so there's some mentoring there. There's opportunity for investment relationally, but then also obviously moving the needle football-wise, right? We want our boys to be – we want Alachua County football to be legit, so we got to start by grooming them young. Um, and so those guys are going to get an opportunity to come down, mentor, invest, teach, run the clinics. Um, and then the football players will walk away with whatever – uh, revenue is generated from uh, from uh, registrations and from uh, corporate sponsorships. They'll actually get to walk away with it. So we're actually doing that six times this summer so that every single position group is actually out there. So we got a linebacker and running back group. we got wide receivers and DBs later on. we got O-linemen and D-linemen. So all of our young people that play all of the different positions have an opportunity to be with the University of Florida people. And then the University of Florida, we're even doing a specialist one, right? So we got punters, kickers, long snappers, all that kind of stuff. So we're, we're excited about that. That's the, that's the beauty of where the property is and what we have is that the opportunity for us to just galvanize, in this particular instance, the football community uh, in Alachua County and surrounding counties as well. Like, that's a pretty – and that's really what the people that invest in the Boys and Girls Club want. They, they want a safe, healthy – valued, uh, just moral, solid, healthy place for their kids to grow up and to get to play sports. And so that's what we try to do in terms of the use of our facilities and, and environment. How old are the boys and girls that go uh, to the club? So the boys and girls that come to the club can be all the way from first grade all the way to 12th. Um, so uh, I li- I, I'll give a shout out. We, we have a phenomenal director. So every day, a lot of people don't even know this about our club. A lot of people tie it to the sports stuff. But every single day, we have 120 kids that come to our facility. We feed them. We tutor them. We have uh, certified teachers that come down. They help with tutoring in math. They help with reading. Uh, we have a whole program that's uh, that's built toward introducing technology to a socioeconomic group that there's disparity there between them and some of their, uh, you know, upper demographic classmates. So we're trying to close that. Uh, we're launching a robotics pro- program soon. Uh, hopefully we, we have a remodel uh, that we have on the books that we're working toward as a $1.5 million facility overhaul that's going to include a commercial kitchen. And we're going to start up a culinary program for our young people. Like, that kind of stuff goes on every day that people don't know about. Um, and we have a phenomenal facility director. Her name's Valerie White. Uh, she's a star. Um, all of her boys are now coming through. One's at Buholtz. Actually, two are about to be at Buholtz, and one's at Fort White. So she's a pillar of the community, um, and the community is galvanized around her. And we're actually at capacity, uh, at least we were for the fall, uh, which is pretty big, right? Like, that's, that's, that is a... That's a hurdle that for a long period of time has been a tough uh, bar to meet. Um, And so the fact that we got there is pretty impressive, but we're also not happy, right? We want to invest in more than 120 kids, which is oh, why the which is okay. why the which is why the remodel is so necessary. Oh, that's so. for the after school. That's program. the after school program. But yes, as sir. far as football, I drive by there all the time. I see a ton of cars yeah. and kids out there, particularly during the fall. Man, that place is jamming. It seems like it goes uh, every night, all yeah. weekend. And now that you have three fields. Yeah. It'll be even more. You got enough space to park the cars now? Uh, no, we don't. But, I know. <laughs> <laughs> parking is always an issue, but uh, just get there early. Um, no, it's it's great. I mean, we just we just had uh, our Alachua County Elite 7-on-7 group 
Um, so we had a seven-on-seven season for our middle school groups. Um, we had That's over seven players on each side. Yes, sir. Basically, passing league. Yeah. And some of our our watchers, our viewers, and listeners don't know all the football lingo, <laughs> so you got to break it down <laughs> for them, Jason. Uh, uh, anyhow, I'm here with Jason Wells from the uh, Boys and Girls Club in Latchua County, and we are having this great talk about what uh, what it does for our community and how to get involved. We're going to be back in sixty seconds. For more Melden Law and Friends. Oh my gosh! I can't even believe this! Look! Look what you have done to my truck! Excuse me, it's your fault, it's not my fault. Jesse, it is your fault! I am calling Jeffrey Melden from Melden Law. So I'm gonna call Jeffrey, my husband. Melden Law, this is Jeffrey speaking. Jeffrey! This person here! This person lady, he might. New client? Yes, but this one might be a little tricky. We are here at the University of Florida, where Albert and Alberta are competing in the Gator of Penalty Shootout. Albert is ready to stop the shot at all costs. What a disaster! Luckily, Melton Law is the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gator. If you have suffered any injury, do not worry, because Melton Law is going to help you with your recovery. Melton Law doesn't back down until they reach their goal. Welcome back to Melden Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Melden, founder of Melden Law, and we're here with Jason Wells, the uh, commissioner of the new of the long, actually, it's a long-standing boys and girls club for Alachua County. How far back does the boys and girls club go? Jason? I think it, I th- if I remember correctly, it's it's seventy-seven years. So our particular location, our particular boys and girls club, is the oldest boys and girls club in the state of Florida. Wow! Um, so I know it's in the seventies, seventy-seven. I think. Uh, don't be too Something hard like on me that. For that. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, it's a great facility. You have all these football fields. Do they ever use it for soccer, the football field? Uh, well, lacrosse. Lacrosse oh. is pretty heavy out there as well. Um, so we have not ventured into soccer yet. Um, if somebody wants to donate some soccer goals, eh, maybe we'll <laughs> venture down that. <laughs> I know. Well, soccer, when, when my son Kerry was growing up uh, you know, in the 80s, Youth soccer here was huge, and um, I, I actually was a coach for six seasons. Okay. And uh, we'd go out, sat, we'd play on Saturday, and we were always looking for fields to play on. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if that situation's corrected itself or not. I can't, I can't speak to the soccer crowd as of yet, So, but we, we, uh, we have a lot of lacrosse stuff that's been going on. We have a lot of football stuff. Uh, football keeps you pretty busy. So. Oh, yeah. Now, is football season just in the fall, but, or do kids play? Uh... Yeah, it's all year round. So literally every single day, every single morning during the summer, minus Thursdays. Thursdays are, are one day off so that we can cut the field and do all that sort of stuff. So Mondays we have a quarterback clinic. Tuesdays we have a, a linebacker clinic. Uh, Wednesdays we have a DB clinic. And Fridays we have an offensive line clinic. And then, of course, we have all the the clinics with the University of Florida that's coming down. To, they'll be doing their six clinics. We'll all be on Fridays. We have a, uh, a, a summer camp that we're doing for flag football. We have a summer camp that we're doing for little kids, for lacrosse. Uh, we have a long snapping camp. I mean, we have all sorts of stuff. We we got football. We got all. We got plenty of football. So. What about basketball? Are you still doing basketball? We have not launched our basketball leagues as of yet. So one of the things that we're in dire need for um, is we have to get air conditioning in our gym. Um, I don't know if your listeners are from Florida. Uh, that gym gets pretty salty. Yeah, uh, and, and I think in it's the a metal, metal It's structure, just an old right? metal. Yes, sir. So we are actually in the process of doing a fundraiser now. Uh, mm-hmm. We've raised about $60,000. It takes about ninety. dollars um, So one of the biggest needs that we have at the club uh, is to continue to get over that hump. We mentioned the after-school kids. That's where the after-school kids eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's a point of tension that we, we're really hyper-focused on right now is because we don't want those kids in that blazing hot 
Yeah, yeah, especially during yeah. the summer. During the summer and eating. So that's a real point of focus. And as soon as we get that done, uh, we're going to look into launching basketball. Um, but it's kind of my conviction that we want everything that we do to be done with the most excellence as we can. Um, and I don't think that our gym facility is quite up to the excellence that it ought to be in the moment. So we're kind of we're kind of hitting the pause button on the basketball stuff until we can get some of those some of those things remedied for us. Well, I have fond memories of the basketball court there. Uh, it's my, probably the same one that you played. Probably, on. <laughs> yeah. My, I don't know. Maybe my son must have been nine or ten years old. So <clears throat> this would have been in the late 1980s. Um, he was in a league out there, and we loved going out there. Yeah. And uh, one game, my mom and dad showed up. And of all the games, uh, you know, my son Kerry had the game of his life. He was hitting three-pointers left and right. He scored 30-some points in yeah. his junior game. And uh, we were so proud of him. Uh, and it was really exciting to see how many parents and families show up for the events. And it's the same way yes. for football or, or the other. There's a, a, a strong commitment to, in the community uh, to that Northwest uh, Boys and Girls Club. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's it's been great. We we launched our seven on seven in the spring, and literally the first sessions were practices. Mm -hmm. And I looked up on a Tuesday night, and there's like 350 parents out there, and I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't know it was going to be like this. I didn't have concessions ready, like I didn't have any of that stuff ready because I just. I just figured, you know, I knew how many boys were signed up, right? Like, but I didn't realize, man, it it blew up on me. But that's a great problem to have. That's a great problem so, to have. Uh, let's talk about what are uh, what are some things that people in the community and our listeners uh, and viewers, what can they do to help out uh, as far as donating money? Uh, you know, what what are things that are needed, and uh, where where can they go to help? Okay, perfect. Great question. Uh, so at the end of the day, as most nonprofits are, we're, we're needy, right? And we're okay being needy because we feel like the need that we're meeting for our young people is a very, very uh, quality value that we offer. Um, so we look for partnerships, right? To me, that's the big key. Um, so I've been in nonprofit uh, for a while and I have to be honest, like there, there is a stigma and there's certainly a perception in a lot of the nonprofit world that we're here to do something and our hands are out. You put stuff in our hands and we'll be happy. And uh, I've never bought into that. Uh, I believe that you, if, you, if you have and you're asking people to give toward the value that you have, you ought to be giving value back as well. And so that so that's a real driving force uh, be, behind <laughs> the partnership aspect that we're looking for. So we're excited. We just we just launched uh, we'll launch it actually at the beginning of June a scholarship program where the Boys and Girls Club is offering a $10,000 scholarship to 10 local area athletes to train at Numa Speed with Tim Montgomery. Like we're excited about that, right? We're giving yeah. back. We want to <laughs> we want to take some young athletes that are doing the right thing in the classroom and there takes, you know, you got to get a letter of recommendation from a teacher. You got to get a letter of recommendation from a coach. You got to host a certain GPA. But if you do, like we want to do whatever we can do as a club to put you and prop you up so that you can get to the next level. So we're excited about that. Like that's an excited thing that we have value. Let's give it back. Right. And so when we look at partnerships, that's always, that's always the tension. Like we don't want to just, um, take on partnerships without giving back in the, in the process. Well, look, uh, as a matter of fact, Tim Montgomery was a, a guest on our show okay. not too long ago. Sounds great. He's yeah. a pretty amazing guy, yeah, right? Sounds great. Yes, sir. And, yes, sir. Uh, you know, his story is uh, wonderful. And for you to be able to bring leaders like that to the young kids and yep. show them some inspiration on how to how to live their lives better, how to be uh, better in the school, in the classroom, how to be better athletes, how to just be better human beings, uh, that's invaluable. So if someone wants to donate money, you know, small or large, 
how do they donate money? So we have we have a, we have ways that you can donate on our website. So it's bgcnf.org. So boys girls club North Florida. .org. Um, for any corporate sponsors or any, any businesses looking to be involved in some type of way, uh, I'm a perfect person to reach out to. So you can always email me at jasonw at bgcnf.org. What, what if you uh, just Googled Boys and Girls Club? <laughs> you should Club. be able to find it, too. The Boys and Girls Club in Alachua County, yeah, right? You should, you'll, you should be you'll, able to find You'll it, track yeah. Jason down. Yeah. yeah. And, and I would urge everybody, I know Melden Law... Uh, is going to um, participate because, number one, we are a community-based law firm, and we want to support the activities of people uh, within the community. And for me, it's personal because, uh, you know, our family was involved, you know, it may have been 35 years ago, but, yeah. uh, you know, that's how long uh, the Boys and Girls Club has been relevant is, you know, well, Jason just said maybe as long as 77 years. And when kids are growing up, it's their formative years. And what you guys are doing out there is probably as important uh, as anything as, as far as keeping kids on the right track. That's the goal. That's the goal. At the end of the day, when I took it, I looked forward from that 40th birthday. And now I look to my 50th birthday. And I want to be sitting on my couch this time in my 50th and going, all right, I feel pretty good about moving the needle now, right? I feel well, pretty good about it. You, you, you know, you're in pretty good shape, you know. So <laughs> my challenge to you, okay, is what I did for myself when I was 49. What's that? Okay, my challenge was I want to be in better shape physically when I turn 50 than when I was 49. There you go. And, you know, I've done that every year um, since then, and that's how I try to – uh, keep up with you young guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got enough. I got enough injuries from all of my years of playing football and fighting and all that stuff that I uh, uh, I can't barely do much at all. You'd probably whip me right now if you wanted to. Well, uh, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, so I'm here with Jason Wells, the <clears throat> the Boys and Girls Club of Alachua County. It's on Northwest 51st Street. And uh, it's very, it's right n near Buholtz High School. You, you, you coach still at Buholtz? Uh, yes, sir. Yep. <laughs> I coach linebackers over there with Coach Witt, and we, we feel pretty good about who we are. So you just run back and forth, Yeah, right? pretty much, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, what is it, a block and a half? Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it's it. like, uh, which uh, good we, thing is with as high as gas prices are. I, I couldn't go very far. So now, do some of the kids that you well, you're new, new out there, but pretty soon you'll be seeing kids that you're coaching as kids go into Buholtz, and you'll you'll meet them out there in the football field at Buholtz. Yeah, there's uh, there's uh, most of our players, most of our players at Buholtz all came through and all played in the. In the in the boys and girls club and uh, what do they and, call it the Pee Wee League or something? I, we just call it the middle school football tackle league. So. Okay, yeah. yeah. But uh, and anybody that drives by there now, uh, when you see a gazillion people out there, just kind of wave and Jason will be there uh, somewhere, uh, yeah. making sure everything goes right. You must have a big staff out there now, huh? No, uh, so I have a I have a part time guy that yeah. uh, that I've hired that helps me with sports. Uh, he's I actually coached him. He was one of my linebackers at uh, at Buholtz, and so uh, so he's come on board. So what I'm hearing is we need <clears throat> we need donations. So go to <laughs> Alachua County Boys and Girls Club and let's help a very worthy organization. This this is uh, for everybody, no matter. You know what economic strata or whatever. I'm telling you, the what they do out there is phenomenal. I want to thank you, Jason, thank for you. visiting sure. with us, and you can count on Melden Law to uh, participate. We'll have you on our uh, radio show every Saturday morning, and you can talk some more and let, let a new audience hear about uh, what we do. So uh, we are going to take a three-minute break on Melden Law and Friends, and we will be back shortly. Gosh, I can't even believe this. Look, look what you have done to my truck. Excuse me, it's your fault, it's not my fault. Yes, it is your no, fault. Not, not I am fault. calling Jeffrey Meldon from Meldon Law. So I'm going to call Jeffrey, my husband. Meldon Law, this is Jeffrey speaking. Jeffrey! This no, person no, here, this person lady, he might... 
New client? Yes, but this one might be a little tricky. When you're a member of the Gator Nation, you know what it means to never back down. Melden Law has been a proud supporter of the Gator Nation since 1971. Two forces that won't back down. As the old saying goes, if you can't beat them, join them. Being a client at Melden Law was special because I felt like I was really being listened to and I felt welcomed by the entire staff. If I were in a situation where I needed legal advice and help, I would absolutely reach out to Jeffrey because his reputation alone speaks for itself. But on a personal level, I know that he would take care of me and help me solve those problems and I would feel safe with him. We still hear it, the sound of victory, the joy of being part of something great. And while things may not be the same right now, we haven't gone anywhere. If you bleed orange and blue, then Melden Law is the firm for you. We are here at the University of Florida, where Albert and Alberta are competing in the Gator Penalty Shootout. Albert is ready to stop the shot at all costs. What a disaster. Luckily, Mountain Law is the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gator. If you have suffered any injury, do not worry, because Mountain Law is going to help you with your recovery. Mountain Law doesn't back down until they reach their goal. Alberta, I understand you were witnesses to a crash. Can you tell us about the accident? When you're in a crash, it's important to get witness statements immediately after the accident. Whether you're in a car, truck, motorcycle, scooter, or even a golf cart accident, at Melden Law, we won't back down. Welcome back to Melden Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Melden, founder of Melden Law, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, Lake City, and Fort Lauderdale. We offer services for those seriously injured throughout the state of Florida. Give us a call at any time at uh, 1-352-373-8000 or go to meldenlaw.com. Uh, we'd love to... Uh, help put your lives back together uh, if you have the need uh, or friends, family, whatever. We, uh, we've been here since 1971 and uh, I guess it's fair to say we're not going anywhere. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, thank you for uh, listening and watching the show. We've got a great guest uh, our second half of the show. I do want to remind you we have the Father's Day giveaway and this is really cool. We're giving away uh, a $250 gift card to Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, and that's where we're at today. And uh, it's just an amazing museum and uh, restaurant, one of a kind, and we really want to encourage you to come out here. So for Father's Day, we decided we'd give uh, Pops a $250 gift card to Spurrier's as well as a personally signed visor from Steve Spurrier. So uh, this is, all you have to do is go to Melden Law Facebook page and you will be able to enter uh, the contest to win. And uh, we've had some great uh, winners. Uh, everybody has a chance. It's free. No strings, nothing, no strings attached. Just uh, come and, uh, and help Dad uh, celebrate a great Father's Day. The other promotion we have uh, going on right now is the Gator baseball team. The men's baseball team uh, has a berth as a regional host for the game starting Friday, going through Sunday or Monday. And Melden Law uh, has tickets for whoever wants them. Uh, if you win the contest, just go to Melden Law Facebook page and you'll see NCAA ba baseball regionals 
Uh, the Gators are hosting. Uh, we have some tough, tough competition in our regional, so the game should be really exciting. And uh, if you haven't been out to the Florida ballpark yet, go. It's now called the Condren Family Ballpark, and it's so much fun. Uh, we have a blast out there. Anyhow, uh, today, we, on the second half of the show, we have a very special guest, Maria Zalea. Is that did yeah. I pronounce your name yeah. correctly? You got it okay. Right. So, Maria, um, I understand, uh, among other things, you're a Spanish teacher. Yes, I am. And uh, how long have you been teaching Spanish? 16 years now. Oh, yep. okay. 16 years. And you're teaching out at Eastside High School in Gainesville, right? Yes, for the last 14 years at Eastside, yes. Oh, okay. Well, um, I, you know, my son. Um, he struggled with Spanish because uh, when he took it over at Gainesville High School, it was the first class of the uh, morning. I think it was 7.30 or 8 o'clock. Yeah, that, that's not a good time to yeah. take a language. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's not a good that's a time to take any class, actually. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, uh, Mrs. Lehman, I don't know if you ever heard of yes, her. Yes, I had her, actually. I went to Gainesville High. Oh, really? Ah, uh, yes, yes. Oh, well, she was. She loved my son, but she used to. She, whenever I'd see her, she says, "Tell Carrie to get some sleep the night before." He's always <laughs> sleeping in my class. Yeah, I know. It is uh, languages are not easy, but if you take it in the morning, like really early morning, doesn't work out. Oh well, so it's interesting because my wife Patricia, she was also, uh, she's also Spanish speaker. She was born in Cuba, but moved to Caracas when she was uh, four years old. That's where I'm from. I'm from Caracas. I knew that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I've heard all about uh, Caracas, particularly in the old days. Yeah, in, uh, in the good days. In the good days. In the good days. And uh, so, um, but languages uh, for me are, are challenging. Um, however, my wife, Patricia, she speaks, um, Spanish is her native language, but mm -hmm. she speaks English, went, studied in universities and took classes in English, mm -hmm. which is very difficult for uh, a lot of folks. And, that, and she, she studied in France, so she speaks French. Wow. She, uh, her daughter started dating somebody from Portugal, so she spent the last year looking, learning Portuguese. Wow. So, so, and she knows, she dated, before she met me, she dated somebody who's Italian, so she learned some Italian. And I mean, there are some people that just have that ability for languages. Mm -hmm. And in my case, I didn't want to learn English, even when I came here. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to teach everyone in Spanish, so I don't have to speak English. <laughs> and guess what, that's what I'm doing now. But yeah, I, I actually applaud people that I can speak more than two languages, because for me, English and Spanish sometimes is tough. Well, you know, my son-in-law um, is from Madrid, okay. and so my daughters, I have three grandchildren, and in their home, the, um, the nanny and the dad mm -hmm. speak Spanish only, mm -hmm. and uh, my daughter speaks English only in the home, so my kids are, my grandkids are like six and a half, five, and mm -hmm. almost two now, and they're, they, they're bilingual because they grew up speaking both languages. And that's something that we should do here in the States more. As I a language so. teacher, I, will, I, I truly believe that if we start early in elementary school, it will actually be better for the kids instead of uh, asking them to start taking classes in high school. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. when you're younger, it's easier. Exactly. Well, and, and for my grandchildren, from the time they were born, they were hearing both languages. Yeah. It's interesting. I talked to an anthropologist, and he, he told me, he said, don't, be, don't worry if it takes longer for your kids to start speaking fluently when they're learning two languages because it's like a computer, and it's a lot more a complex equation yes. when you have two languages that you're learning simultaneously. But it's better for the kids. I have friends that they, um, the dad was from Poland, so they speak Polish, and then mom is from Spain, they speak Spanish, and then they were living in England, so they grew up speaking English. So it's like three languages, and then you will just turn to one, to the dad and one language, to mom another language, and then in the school, 
it was wonderful, but they started young. I know, so. I know. And then it's so funny because then there's the dialect. It's Spanish is in Spanish. Oh, yeah. right? So my 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 son-in-law, he's from Madrid, so he's and he he went to a formal school, you know. Mm-hmm. And and Granny the the nanny, she's from Guatemala. And so he goes, <laughs> he goes, oh, my God, my kids are, you know, they aren't speaking the way I speak in my yeah. dialect, but that it is what it is. And right? then Patricia from Cuba and Venezuela, so that's a big mix there. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody's got a whole different. Uh, yeah. And uh, so um, one of the things I noticed is that, you know, you studied at the University of Florida, right? I'm a three-time Gator, yes. Three times. Yes. So you got uh, your undergraduate degree here. Yes. In um, what was your undergraduate Political degree? Political science. Political science. Then you got two master's degrees. Yes. Let's see. You got one in Latin American studies. Yes. And then another one in political science. Yes. So what what uh, made you decide to get uh, the master's degrees? Well, I knew that with my degree in political science, it was either a master's and then go on the route of teaching, mm-hmm. or the other option was actually law school. Mm-hmm. And I decided I took the master's in Latin American studies because I always had that passion for history and politics, and especially from where I'm from. I'm from Venezuela, so that was my area of like research. And then I started doing my master's, and I decided, okay, this is kind of what I like. I like research. Mm-hmm. So I continued with the second master's. In um, I focus more on comparative politics for the second master's. Oh, so, yeah. okay. Well, we won't go into the politics of Venezuela on this broadcast. But Please, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's complicated. No, well, you know, um, my wife lost two countries to communism. She lost Cuba when she was four years old and they had to move and relocate. And then uh, in 1998, you know, uh, uh, when the communists took over Venezuela, she she decided to move to the United States because um, she could see the handwriting on the wall. Yeah. It's kind of like my mom. My mom is from Nicaragua. Mm -hmm. So she, Nicaragua kind of went through the same thing as Cuba. She married my dad, moved to Venezuela, and then we moved to Gainesville because of that. We moved in 1992. Oh, you moved so, from Caracas to Venezuela? From Caracas to Gainesville, yeah. I mean Caracas to, I'm yeah. sorry, yeah. from Caracas. <laughs> to, so how did you pick Gainesville to move to? My mom had a family here. My grandmother was here in Gainesville. My One of my uncles was here in Gainesville. Mm-hmm. So what you say? Families in Gainesville. And this has been my home for the past... 30 years. So uh, the Hispanic community has really grown quite a bit since yes. you came here. Oh, yes. Tell it me was... tell me your, some of your observations. Oh, wow. Um, when I came, in order to eat something like Hispanic-related, you will have to drive all the way down to Miami. Mm-hmm. Like to get an arepa, anything like that, it was like Miami, Don Pan, because that was the place. We didn't have Univision, like the Spanish channels. There mm-hmm. were not, nothing like that on the Cox, like Channel Nightlife. And I remember actually uh, getting a petition and asking for signatures so we can put it on the channels of mm-hmm. Cox because we didn't have anything in Spanish. And now we have, like, so many things. Like, you walk anywhere in Gainesville and you hear people speak Spanish, and it's wonderful. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, and uh, <clears throat> Peter and the gang out at Miapa, yeah. right? I mean, they're, like, sp- spreading the, you know, love for uh, Spanish food. And if you ever come to the Meldon household... Uh, my uh, wife Patricia is a supreme cook, and uh, she loves, you know, cooking, uh, you know, whatever. And she she's got the family recipe. So, so I have ones, right? Y- yes, yeah. I mean, her arepas are like uh, always perfect, you know. And and, and actually, <laughs> no, her food is is the best, and she will let you know that. <laughs> I think every Hispanic women would tell you that. that uh, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not, why isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So anyhow, um, I know your, your, your full-time day job is mm-hmm. teaching Spanish at Eastside, yes. Eastside High School, and you're working with a lot of really bright students, I know, in the International Baccalaureate program there. Yes, we, we have a wonderful program. Um, <clears throat> we get some of the brighters, as you say, um, the is a tough program, I think, 
but it prepares them very well for college. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, the International Baccalaureate program is really a pre-college program. Mm -hmm. uh, the courses are probably as hard or harder than some of the courses you're going to encounter in your first, second mm -hmm. year of college. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's amazing uh, how many terrific students have come through Eastside High School yes. in that program and yeah. gone on to terrific schools. Yeah, they get accepted into Stanford, Cornell, uh, Duke, and Harvard, we, Yale, yes, whatever. Exactly. You, I mean, I mean we have a long list. Yeah. But yeah, it's a wonderful program, and one of the key components is that they have to take four years of a foreign language. So they oh. have to take either four years of French or four years of Spanish. So are most of the students choose Spanish because we're in Florida? Yes. It yeah. makes sense, right? Yeah, it makes sense, yeah. <laughs> and it's the language I think they want to use the most in any of their career choices. In the Correct, future. yeah. Yes. I mean, Spanish is spoken in, particularly in the um, Western Hemisphere and Europe and other places. Exactly. It's, uh, you know, when, when I travel with Patricia, since she's uh, fluent in so many languages, mm -hmm. uh, but between English and Spanish, you got it covered. Uh, we got it covered, yeah. yeah. And and once in a while she'll throw some French out or something, <laughs> but uh, she's But it's mostly Spanish and English. That's that what you need. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now, uh, in addition to that, you're the executive director for Children Beyond Our Borders. Um, we want to talk about that. We're going to take a quick break on Meldon Law and Friends, and we'll be right back with Maria Zalea. Gosh, I can't even believe this. Look, look what you have done to my truck. Excuse me, it's your fault, it's not my fault. Yes, it is your no, fault. Not, not I am fault. calling Jeffrey Meldon from Meldon Law. So I'm going to call Jeffrey, my husband. Meldon Law, this is Jeffrey speaking. Jeffrey! This oh, no, here, this crazy lady, he might... New client? Yes, but this one might be a little tricky. We are here at the University of Florida, where Albert and Alberta are competing in the Gator Penalty Shootout. Albert is ready to stop the shot at all costs. What a disaster. Luckily, Melton Law is the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gator. If you have suffered any injury, do not worry, because Melton Law is going to help you with your recovery. Melton Law doesn't back down until they reach their goal. Welcome back to Meldon Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Meldon, hosting Meldon Law and Friends, founder of Meldon Law, and I want to thank you for listening and watching. Again, go to Meldon Law Facebook page for our free Father's Day giveaway, $250 gift certificate to Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. You can see all of Steve Spurrier's uh, helmets behind me. And uh, Steve Spur is going to personally sign a visor for Pop uh, for Father's Day. So uh, if anybody wants to do a real nice uh, gift for uh, Dad, just um, go to our Facebook page and see if you can uh, win it for the family. And uh, Gator Baseball, uh, we, we have two tickets for every game for the uh, baseball regionals starting Friday at the Condren Family Ballpark here in Gainesville. Uh, my guest today is Maria Zalea. And uh, Maria, we were talking before break about this program, Children Beyond Our Borders. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, we call it CBOB, just for short. C-BOB. Oh, I see. Children <laughs> Beyond Our Borders stands for CBOB. Yeah. Okay. So we're a nonprofit. And we started in 2003, actually, as a student organization within the University of Florida. So it was four Colombian students that decided to give back to their country. So we just started working with Colombia. That was the first thing, and as a student organization. After that, we created the nonprofit, and that was in 2005, 2006. And since then, we have been working not just in Colombia, but also we, did, we have expanded to programs here in Alachua County. So give me give our listeners an example of mm -hmm. how the program works. Well, our mission is to make sure that um, vulnerable children have access to education. They have all the tools they need. Mm -hmm. Our slogan is education equal empowerment. 
Okay. And we know that people can actually get out of bad situations or the situations that are currently in if they actually get through education. So uh, some of the programs here in Gainesville incorporate not just the children, but also the parents. So we do tutoring for kids. <coughs> um, we also do free health clinics for the entire family. Um, anyone that don't, don't have insurance or that um, want to see a doctor in Spanish, we organize every three months a free health clinic. And we also do uh, parent academies for parents that just arrived to the country and have no idea how the system works. Because it's very complicated when you have terms like GPA, AP, honors classes, middle school, transcript, and, uh, and you, I mean, you have a long list. And then on top of that, you don't know the language. So it's like, okay, what's happening? I'm trying to help my, my son, my daughter, but I have no idea what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. So we do parent academies in Spanish. So that's a series of seven talks. And we also incorporate this past uh, fall semester um, English classes for adults. Because we think, okay, we're helping the children with the tutoring. That's one thing. We're helping them make sure they see a doctor and also their parents. We're teaching the parents how the system works here, but in order for the parents to actually be involved in the kids' life, they need to have a good job. They need to learn English. A lot of them come from countries like Venezuela or Colombia, and they have their own like careers there, but they need a little bit of help with the language so they can become, again, nurses or engineers here in the States. So we try to help everyone in the family. So that's kind uh, yeah. of an overview. I know that um, that's a big challenge because mm -hmm. you see a lot of people fleeing Venezuela now, coming yes. to Miami, mm -hmm. and they were professionals, engineers, exactly. and uh, you know, doctors or nurses, but their credentials don't uh, automatically transfer over. And one of the barriers is the language. Because you take language classes in your country, but it's a different thing when you're actually here and you have to talk to people every day. Right. It's completely different. Use it or lose it. <laughs> exactly, yes. So, so I mean, in, uh, I know that um, there's um, a lot of people that come over, and that is one of their number one barriers. Is yes. You have to be able to communicate. Exactly. And it's hard. Mm -hmm. uh, particularly if you're older. Yes. So so you have, uh, you set up classes for the parents to learn along with the children yes. as well. And we offer those classes for the parents on Zoom, and we try to do them after 6 p.m. because we mm. understand that they work. Right. And it's hard when you have a family to go home and then cook dinner and then, again, go out and find a classroom and where you can do it from your house. So we did a level one beginners kind of reviewing like basic grammars, vocab, and then we have also the conversation class. Because oh, some people okay. know English, but they're just afraid. Right. So we have that little push, okay, if you go to the bank, this is how you, what you have to say. If you're going to a job interview, let's do a mock job interview with you. Right. So we have those two levels on top of what we do for the kid, for the kid children. Well, that's great. I, I may have to... Uh Go to the English, uh, the Spanish class to learn Spanish. We're having dinner, <laughs> we're having a pool party over the weekend, and I'm sitting around. And there were ten, ten Cubans and me. I'm the only oh. gringo in the group. You need Spanish. <laughs> you, you probably need Cuban. Spanish. Yeah, I need Cuban. Yeah. Well, my yeah. wife, yeah, the, my wife and and her mom and her son, they consider themselves. Cuban, I guess, uh, because they were born in Cuba. Her mm -hmm. son, though, was born in Venezuela. So, mm -hmm. anyhow, yeah. we're all very happy to be in Gainesville. What are some of the attractions for Spanish-speaking people to move to the Gainesville community? I think because it's a college town, and it's, it's not a very small town or not a big, big city, and you can have a family life here. There are so many things that you can do in Gainesville. Like nature is one of our number ones, like parks mm. and like um, the springs. And then also you're so close to Jacksonville and Orlando and Tampa, it's just a day trip. Right. So you don't have to live there in the craziness of like traffic and, and then you can just go there for a day and you can go back home. Yeah, I, I know. My, so when I, my, uh, my wife Patricia was living in Miami when I met her, right? But her son had gone to the University of Florida, and that's okay. part of how we met. So anyhow, um, she she already had a good attitude about Gainesville, you know. <laughs> but then uh, I had to 
keep bringing her up here so that she got a feel for it. And then all of a sudden she's, oh, I think I might like this place, you know? And now when we go down to Miami to visit uh, my daughter and friends and she's got family down there as well, it's like we, we love going down there and seeing family, but we can't wait to get back. Exactly. <laughs> Gainesville is, I mean, Gainesville has something that will keep you here. I mean, I, I came here in 1992 and I'm still in Gainesville and I love Gainesville. It's very, it's, it's a much easier life in many yes. ways. And it, mm -hmm. uh, I think... For Spanish-speaking people down in Miami, you you don't ever have to learn English if uh, if you want to isolate yourself in Hialeah or, mm -hmm. or wherever. Yeah, but in Gainesville you have to, and it's a good thing because you you need to. I mean, if you're in the United States, you have to learn English. You right. have to communicate if you want to advance. Yeah, so I mean, Gainesville yeah. has a little bit of both. You still have that Latin flavor because of the growing Hispanic community, mm -hmm. but it's not too Latin. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. Yeah. It's a nice, plus the University Santa Fe, uh, exactly. and, and there's uh, the some of the most interesting people mm -hmm. um, I've ever met in my life are right here in Gainesville. Yes, because of the influence of the university and UF Health mm -hmm. and Santa Fe and all these programs are really offer a lot. Particularly, I would say for Spanish speaking people yeah. that want to learn. English, or the, mm -hmm. and, and so uh, children beyond our borders helps with that whole process. Yes, we try to think of the entire family. Because the, yeah, because if the kid, yeah, the the kids and and the parents can, they can communicate in uh, English if there's some training. Usually, yeah. the kids the kids learn the English more Faster, quickly. Yes, right. And, and we have seen how families sometimes the, is the children, the 10, 11-year-old, translating for the parents in a teacher-parent conference. So we want to make sure they understand everything, the parents. And it's for everyone. And I, and I think a lot of the people that work at CBOP, uh, we either went through the same thing, so we understand the community. Yes. Now, how do people get a hold of CBOP, uh, uh, Children Beyond Our Borders? How, if folks want to... Mm -hmm get involved and help mm -hmm. out, what can they do? A um, couple of things. Our organization is run by volunteers. Everyone, starting from me all the way to the last intern, we're all like volunteers. We don't get paid. Mm -hmm. So we need more interns. We also look for professionals that want to give back to the community. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, we have an accounting department. We have marketing. We have um, the English instructors. We have tutors. But it, most of my interns right now are students, but I would love to have more professionals, people mm -hmm. that just want to offer like two or three hours per week <clears throat> because they really love the community in Gainesville and they want to give back. So internship is one thing that they can help us with, just volunteering. Also, we, um, all the money that we fundraise goes straight to the programs. That's so, great. Um, our next health fair is <clears throat> August 6th, and that's our back-to-school event. Um, last year, we were able to give out 100 backpacks with the school supplies for the kids. Oh. And this year, I want to make sure instead of 100, we have 200 backpacks well, the, for the community. Well, so that's another way that they can help us. I think Melvin Law will help. Perfect. Okay. I will think <laughs> of that. Just yes. do it. I, yes. I'm very excited to um, have Maria Zalea on our show and learn about uh, children beyond our borders uh, if they Google children beyond their borders, yes. uh, they can it, On just, social media, they can look for I am C-Bob. I am C-Bob. Yes. Oh, I am C-Bob. C-B-O-B. C-B-O-B, yes. Well, that that is terrific. And um, I really admire everything that, that you're doing. I hope that our listeners uh, tell their friends and uh, family members to help out. Uh, donate some money. Donate some time. And tell your friends if they need help and want to become a full-fledged member of the Gainesville community, CBOB is there to help. Yes, exactly. We can help you. Well, yes. thank you very much for listening to this edition of Meldon Law and Friends, and we'll be back next week for another exciting edition. Thank you for listening and watching.